Guys, I have to share this amazing event that's happening this summer in Texas, Warriors of Deliverance 3, The Takeover. It's a two-day event starting June 9th and 10th. It's at the American Bank Center in Corpus Christi, Texas. People from all over the world are flying in for healing, deliverance, and to see the power of God move. If that's you, if you want that, this is the place to be. Get your tickets at warriorsofdeliverance.com. We're going to have David Deaker Hernandez, Noah Surratt, Greg Luck, John Ramirez, Brian Trejo, Marcus Rogers, Daniel Adams, Brian Ayala, Corey Asbury, Matt Cruz. It's going to be an amazing event, guys. And we're going to see the power of God move. The biggest revival in South Texas. Again, you can get your tickets at warriorsofdeliverance.com. Everybody, you can follow me at Geos Amigos on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And you can also follow me on my personal Instagram at Giovanni Sampson. The O is a zero. How can you support my content? Well, links are below. If you have Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, you can go at Geos Amigos. And I also have my own Amazon books. They're uh, Christian-based. Um, some of them might be for fun, but, uh, you know, it's just journals. If you're interested in that, that's another way uh, to support this podcast. It's through my Amazon books. I actually create them myself, and I pick out, you know, verses from the Bible, put them on the on the cover of the journal. So, yeah, it's just a fun thing that I like to do on the side if you want to pick that up, too. And you can find that at Amazon.com slash author slash GOBZ. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, it's kind of a, a little back, some backstory with that. But yeah, you can find me there too, guys. Much love. We are rock and roll, it looks like. <sighs> yes, please God. Oh, way further than we made it before, so that's good. Thank you. This took yeah. like 20 minutes. That's all right. <laughs> so I'll do a little introduction. All right. You'll you'll know your cue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll just say, I'm going to say my thing, and then, you know, you can come in. Sounds good. All right. All right, guys. Welcome to Geo's Amigos Podcast. And today, I'm very excited for this guest that I have today. <laughs> So um, he's an award-winning songwriter, composer, and film producer. He's also the worship leader at Global Vision Bible Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. He recently composed the score and the soundtrack for the upcoming documentary release of Come Out in Jesus' Name. <laughs> <laughs> I have my guest today. Oh, let me get this ready. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's a lot of applause there. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> right yeah, I, said Thanks, right. I said your name right, right? You did, yeah. Jeffrey Jocelyn. You did, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Before we get any further, uh, let me uh, do a prayer. Please. For, uh, for everybody. Yeah. For you, for us, to get this smooth out. <laughs> uh, let's just uh, go into prayer real quick. Amen. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for bringing Jeffrey and I together in this podcast. Let our words, let our stories and experiences be healing for somebody. Whoever's watching this, whoever's, whoever's watching and listening, let our story, let our words help them, heal them, and guide them, and bring them closer to God. 
Holy Spirit, I pray that you bring conviction throughout this episode. That you reach through their hearts and that God gives them an abundant abundance of love in, in their hearts. Let this be healing for them. And Father, I pray for Jeffrey. Thank you for bringing him on here. I pray over his family. I pray over his journeys. Watch over him. Protect him. As well as everybody else in this podcast. I pray that the word fills everybody. Whoever's listening. That your word, God, will be a, a lamp to their feet and a light to their path. And Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> man, I'm nervous, man. I never, like, do prayers, like... That's all right. Nerves. That's all right, man. No worries. The Lord knows the heart. Right. Okay, yeah. and, and, and everybody, uh, stick around to the end because I'll do a special prayer for you, especially for those that are struggling with depression. Mm. Um, stick around for that. I'll do that just for you guys. Nice. Okay. So, um, uh, Jeffrey. Yes, I'm excited, sir. man. I'm excited to have you. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Yeah, likewise. Man, we've been talking, you know, a little back and forth for a couple of days here. And, uh, you do, like, I was when I was preparing for this podcast, I, I put the movie, the soundtrack, uh, Come Out in Jesus' Name. Like, I had it on repeat. And I was just so shocked that it was, like, there was so many good songs on there. Right on. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's your YouTube, right? That's me. See that right there? Jeffrey Jocelyn right there on YouTube, guys, if you want to check it out. He's got a lot of awesome videos. I was doing my research last night. Seeing oh, that, a lot of, uh, that was you, huh? The, the red mustache. I didn't know. Uh, I saw uh, there was a handful of comments, but I didn't put it together that it was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> Yeah, I left some comments on your videos. I was watching them. I was like, Let me see. I want to get to. Like, I want to see what he's what he does. Uh, there's a lot. Well, that's the one. Uh, we can talk about it more, but that's the one place they didn't kick me off of. So I still have um, all this stuff from a long time ago. I just recently got back on Instagram and Twitter because mm -hmm. they kicked me off uh, of those. So I just was recently allowed back on those. Oh, uh, on what exactly? Instagram and Twitter. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So that's why I, I, on YouTube is where I, I still have a lot of stuff from, you know, uh, years and years of putting out stuff. But um, yeah, well, praise God, man! Yeah, yeah you got it back. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got uh, suspended from Twitter, like from for the Geos Amigos. I don't know why. I don't get it. But um, speaking of that, since you said years ago, I wanted to show. Um, I wanted to show a video so people could kind of get to know like what you do. I actually really liked it too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so old. <laughs> <laughs> which one's the, which one's this uh let's stay together or something or uh it's the the Michael Jackson. Okay. Justin <laughs> love never felt so good. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Yeah, you see. I just wanted to show it real quick just so people kind of can see. And you know what? I actually this was probably like like one of the, the later songs that I heard. So okay. I was kind of surprised when I actually heard um, the high. <laughs> the highs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's just let's just watch this real quick. <laughs> 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 
what's buffering? So good. I think you're getting saved. <laughs> no, but it's actually good. I like it. Baby, love never fails so fine. Yeah. And I doubt it was ever mine. I like you, hold me. Oh, hold me. Oh, baby, love never fails so good. And I doubt it never could. I like you, hold me. Oh, hold me. And the night through the Can't believe I can take it Cause baby Every time you let me In and out my life In and out baby Tell me If you really love me In and out my life Yeah alright <laughs> I don't want to put you on the screen uh, yeah, That's alright it? It's been a while since you've seen it right Well I was actually there I was there for the filming of it <laughs> no, it's been a minute since I uh, I watched that. Uh, that was in Venice Beach, California. That was my apartment there. You see my surf my surfboard leaning up against the 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 corner there. Um, that, yeah, that's where I met my wife, and um, she lived across the right here, right? Yeah, that's the surfboard. Yeah, that's a, uh, from a from a Venice uh, Beach surf shop called Mollusk. Actually, my brother. My brother, um, I had this custom-made surfboard where it was like, they had drawn these kind of like paisley kind of like, almost like in that blanket behind me there. They had drawn these custom, you know, designs on it. My brother went to Huntington Beach for the Hurley Pro uh, competition down there. He wasn't in it, but he was down there. And someone stole my surfboard off his car, so he felt bad. And he was like, well, I'll buy you another one. So we went down to the shop, and he, that's the one he got me. I still have it. It's just it's up in the attic here above the studio. There's no there's no waves here in Nashville, so just waiting for the next oh, yeah. opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, is this like a pickup or something? Yeah, it's an LR, LR bags. Um, some kind of a you know uh, just goes in the sound hole. Uh, yeah, pick up. I yeah, like, I was so shocked to see that because I don't think I've ever seen that on acoustic. I was like, I don't know if I'm living under a rock or what. <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen that on an acoustic. Is That's that funny. Or, or? I don't know. I mean, I guess there's lots of different options. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was just like, what is that pickup? I got from that. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to show you. It's a blast from the past. So that was in, in California. That's when you moved over there, right? You, you yep. were there for like eight years? You got it. I was there from 2012 to 2020. Met my wife over there and um, had a had a, one of my daughters over there and then had my second one over here. Yeah, Feather Rose. And now I have another one. Excuse me. Um, another one, River Jubilee. She's almost two years old. Wait, so you have three? Two, two oh, girls. Two. Yep, two girls. It's so one seven and one is uh, almost two years old. Ah, and it's funny how you mentioned that because there was a, another, there's something else that I wanted to to show. Oh, what's gonna pop up? Oh yeah, yeah, that's feather. Yeah, this is your song Chevy Van. Yeah, this is from uh, the the album before I did the soundtrack. It's called Good Times. This is a song I wrote. Uh, actually, I think it was the first song I wrote when I got to Nashville. Um, about in 2020. 
Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. We had driven across the country. That's what the, all this footage is. I, I bought this old 1987 GMC Vandura van, and uh, I built it out. I mean, I watched all these YouTube videos, you know, van life, hashtag van life, mm -hmm. and uh, put solar panels on, all that kind of stuff. And we, we lived in it for like a week. Uh, driving across country to kind of a bunch of places that we'd I'd never been I don't think my wife had either but up there Utah and Colorado and Wyoming and stuff and uh, that was you know how we we put all our stuff in like one of those pods and shipped it out and then we we drove across and lived in this van for a week um, how long did it take you to like do all the building because I saw in the video you were like you were making yeah. something yeah 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 uh, a couple of weeks or two or three weeks or something like that. Uh, it was a pretty quick. It was pretty fast. Yeah. And luckily the guy had um, already gutted it. You know, I didn't have to do any of that. So the guy I bought it from already gutted it. And so it was mainly just building out the kind of frame inside and then adding some stuff and putting nice speakers in it. And that's, so that was my number one priority was like, get, get some good speakers in there for the, for the tunes. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Yeah, I was gonna. I wanted to show. Uh, I, <laughs> I know what you're about to show. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh like so, so hard. When, when the okay, well, I'll just play it first. Yeah, just so. Colorado mountainside, when the spirit moves, you know you don't ask traveling what like what was the the story behind that so where was that from again is that from california to tennessee yeah so we drove up through um you know through the desert and, and up through utah um like i think it says uh mojave did us mojave desert almost set us all aflame because I, I i didn't have ac in the van okay. and it was, was like arizona yeah, so uh, I guess that's, yeah, going out of California, go up through the desert. And it was like 115 degrees. And uh, yeah, dude, and we were roasting. That's what I said. Uh, I think uh, I saw that in the in the, in the the actual footage of Chevy Van. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, you couldn't tell it was, like, hot. It was hot. And, and uh, as I said, in a hot metal box. Yeah, because we were just roasting. So once we got up north a little more to Colorado and, and up into Utah, it cooled off, but initially getting out of california it was so hot oh that was skip by the way the dog his name's skip oh okay yeah good thing, yeah, good thing. and i believe there was another dog too right that was that was in there or well maybe but it wasn't ours 
uh, if <laughs> oh, it was, it wasn't already. Yeah, I mean, there was animals. We went to you know, different different little stops along the way. You know. So you said Skip. Yeah, that's his name. He's a chug. He's yeah. a chug, a, a chihuahua on a pug. Yeah, but he's oh, kind of he's kind of like a little uh, chicken nugget dog. He's like yeah, a little. He made, his, like, he made his first appearance somewhere like in the beginning. I saw him. That's a good. Yeah, he was bringing that up too. This, sitting at this, a uh, message. If God is all you have, uh, you have all you need. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, the other yeah. dis the other disclaimer uh, for the video is that there's all these like. Uh, dream catchers in there which we've all you know like we've like since burned all those because of all the deliverance stuff because a lot of like yeah. a lot of people have um, attachments um attachments yeah because i you know I, I think my wife when she posted the video put a disclaimer to like a lot of folks from church it's like oh don't worry we already got rid of those you know <laughs> okay yeah because <laughs> yeah. i did you know what i was like well maybe it wasn't you know maybe it wasn't a dream catcher because when i saw it i was like wait oh no we used to have a bunch i mean there was one in the back one in the front you know because i have you know i have uh native uh american with cherokee in my family i love native american stuff i still do I, you know beads and stuff i make and uh whatnot but you know when we when we started going through deliverance and stuff and and they started mentioning the dream catchers which is kind of like well don't want to mess around with something you know so i still like feathers you know i got feathers and stuff. my daughter's named feather and but um oh yeah oh you even had that in the the that cover song the timberlake and michael jackson there was a feather above yeah. too so even way back then you were still like oh yeah i was, was big into it yeah i was big into it so i still was that was that for your kid or you just always loved like feathers? i just always have man like i said i've always loved the native stuff to me i just okay. and it may be because that's in my blood somewhere uh, but i just have i just always resonated with it i think i mean i think there's a you know um besides all the kind of you know it's kind of voodoo stuff or whatever you know that or witchcraft or, that finds its way in the native culture i think there's a lot of great just kind of their connection with the spirit world you know there is a spirit world and um and a lot even even um i think there's a book uh, i'm trying to think of it but there's like a tribe you know they had these words for the father and the son you know i think it called god walking tonka and there was these missionaries that went over and they they told them about jesus and they were actually like oh we we know them already but we call them this or that they had different names that were native names and um so I don't know. I just I'm always loved the native culture and just kind of their their reverence for just the natural world. You know, I think God's creation is beautiful. I love you know animals and and the mountains and trees and the lake. I just I'm really connected to the. I'm kind of a wild man. You know what I mean? I love being out in, in nature and and I got kayaks and I love surfing and being out. That's where I feel most at home. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. I've always appreciated that about that culture but i just think it's cool like the designs and the you know i mean shoot if i if i could get away with it i'd probably wear a dad gum chief headdress you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i just think it's cool <laughs> <laughs> I've, noticed, I've noticed you with the hats you know when you're performing uh, well I was like, this guy's got his you know he's got everything going on you know? i like it yeah uh, I do, I do that's like why that. i wear my hat usually i wear a beanie but like i'm, not, I'm gonna wear a hat you know just so i could <laughs> well you know a lot of it's just like uh my hair is so wild sometimes that like you know, I if I haven't I like, if I haven't taken a shower or whatever, the best way is just throw on a hat and then it's like, you know, yeah. 
It's not so crazy. <laughs> okay, so that's a little a little insight. About mostly, the- yeah, <laughs> mostly, yeah. Some of them are cool, then some of them are dysfunctional, you know. <laughs> I actually saw. Uh, I wanted to get an idea of your like your performance too, so I, I saw some videos. I'll show those in a minute, but uh, I just kind of wanted to. I got a little ahead of myself. <laughs> um, so, so I wanted to kind of get like an overview of like your life, like you okay. know, growing up all the way up to now. I know it's kind of like a lot to say, but maybe just condensed. Like, how were you? Like, where did you grow up? Um, around here, uh, between Middle Tennessee, and then I moved to East Tennessee. Um, I grew up um, here. I was born in Knoxville, which is kind of between them, but I grew up around here, just kind of outside of nashville both my brothers were born here in nashville um and um yeah went to uh, christian school around here um which um you know i, I got a global 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 vision uh, where pastor greg lock is the pastor and uh, what's crazy is he tells this story a lot about how he used to um preach in these he'd be like got the keys from the pastor to preach in the sanctuary where nobody was in there and he will turn he would turn the lights on and the whole thing and he would like sit in the choir and he would introduce himself and go up and preach that's how he learned to preach when he was like in his teens well what's crazy is that church is first is at first baptist um excuse me yeah uh, first baptist franklin road baptist church i believe which is where i went to elementary school so when he was a teen over there um doing uh you know practicing for for the preaching that he's doing i was at the elementary school there and uh, it's pretty interesting how our paths have have crossed and i've ended up at global vision but um, Wait, um hold on are you talking about greg luck yeah yeah oh okay dang so even like way back then i mean i didn't know him but he's told that yeah, story he's, t- there. he's told that story and i was like oh man you know i was over there at the elementary school you know i was in you know kindergarten to fourth grade and then i moved to john to johnson city tennessee um but um yeah you know i grew up um singing i love to sing and um and then kind of as i i learned piano at at four started taking piano lessons and and um but i around that time is when i got into baseball and got into sports and um, played baseball a long time and then played football so kind of my trajectory through life was kind of like sports and, and and music um but mostly whoa, whoa. yeah go ahead what about football what about football what yeah 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 that was a quarterback <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i actually had a, a full ride to play quarterback at uh, charleston southern university um but that was kind of around the time that i was um writing a lot of songs i was writing a lot in high school it's kind of where i really kind of cranked up you know digging into writing and, and producing music i got a you know, some little digital recorders and then got into some um, computer recording um, and uh, just started to grow there. And um, that's when I um, kind of made the big, big life switch from, from sports to music. I was in Charleston, South Carolina. I had a full full scholarship to play football. And I, um, but I, was, I spent most of my time in my room writing and recording songs and just felt like, you um, it was just kind of a, a particular crossroads for me. My parents were getting a divorce during that time. They were separated. So there was a lot going on in my life where I was kind of like, you know, it felt like 
I was doing a lot of things to please, whether my whether it be my dad. So my dad was a um, football player and, and quarterback and played professionally and all this. So it was kind of like, you know what I mean, kind of like following in his footsteps, but I didn't feel necessarily true to who I was as an artist, you know. And so that's when I transferred. Uh, I gave up my scholarship and went to Middle Tennessee State to study recording and uh, songwriting and music. And that's kind of where I jumped in head first to like, you know, uh, discover who I was as a as a musician or as an artist. You know, I, I fully embraced myself as like wearing weird clothes or whatever. You know, there's things that like, like you how, know, like how. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, when, well, not not so crazy, but just like as a musician, like when you play sports, you know, it's like there's like there's the jock kind of style you know and it's it's gotten better like nowadays people that play in the nfl they they you know arts and and sports have kind of meshed a little more but seemed like back then you know the guys that they got like black and white you know <laughs> yeah the guys you play sports with they give you a hard time you know if you're you know wearing weird stuff or whatever so um but then i was kind of like all right i'd put the sports thing away and and went head first into music and that was uh in the two thousand, you know, two thousand to two thousand and it's like two thousand and five to two thousand and ten. I was at um, Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, and I was like a heavy into music. Heavy, yeah, heavy. And that was, it was also a time like I grew up listening to contemporary Christian music. Like the first stuff I listened to, like I don't know if you heard of this guy. I mean, obviously Michael W. Smith or Stephen Curtis Chapman, Jars of Clay, but uh, this guy Carmen. You may have heard of Carmen. I don't know how old you are, but yeah, he's like an old school, old school Christian artist. That was a big one. But um, anyways, uh, grew up on a lot of that. That's all right. I'm kind of new to the whole Christian thing. So okay, (laughs) okay, okay, okay. So uh, so yeah, like growing up, my dad was you know he was worked at a church and was in ministry and did fellowship of Christian athletes. So I was around a lot of that you know Christian culture stuff um but then it was like there was kind of this period of time where I discovered like I mean I I also was around like Motown music and the Beach Boys and um 60s oldies music because my grandfather would play these tapes when we would go to the beach right so like I have these awesome memories of going to the beach with my uh grandparents which is like the Beach Boys the Beach Boys, yeah, the Beach Boys and Frankie Valley and like Motown and Diana Ross, like yeah, so I, yeah, I had these. Beach Boys, that's right, yeah. So I had these kind of sounds in my head from growing up, but I didn't, I didn't know who they were or what they were, and so I guess when I got to college, that was like I dove in headfirst to like I'm gonna find out, like because I, I felt like I had this. There was this sound that was in me that like I identified mm-hmm. with, but I didn't know the artist's names. You know what I mean? So it's like I found out, like, oh, this is Stevie Wonder. This is um, Marvin Gaye. This is Otis Redding. This is James Taylor. You know what I mean? And I just I went in like it's just such a time of like discovery and um, research and just like growth as a musician. Um, mm-hmm. But Did you pick up the guitar. When I was ten or ele- ten or eleven, um, okay. I started playing guitar, um, and that quickly became kind of my main instrument. You know that I would, I, I did piano first, but I kind of put it away and then picked it back up later and kind of reapproached it based off of how I played guitar. Um, but I would, I'd have like a songbook of all my favorite artists, 
where the jars of clay or Cademan's call or John Mayer or um, a lot of just, yeah, James Taylor, a lot of acoustic uh, singer songwriter type of stuff. And I would just play through, I would play through my songbook every night, you know, and just for hours and hours in my room. And that's how I learned uh, how to play and write songs and also what chords fit together. You know, a lot of jazz Mm -hmm. styling or blues styling. I learned from that, you know, those artists, you know. Yeah, so you spent a lot of time in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a too, right? yeah, there's Very a beach cool. yeah, there's a Beach Boys song Brian Wilson wrote called In My Room that I loved. I still do, but I it's all about there's a world uh, uh, all of my own where I uh, tell my secrets to in my room because that was me. It's like and I still am like you see behind me like <laughs> yeah, even yeah. though even though I'm I'm married and I got two kids, this is like my yeah. this is the way it's always been besides the fact that I used to have a bed. And it was one room, you know what I mean? And it was, a, I got the smallest bed I possibly could so I could have more room uh, to, uh, for all my gear. Um, but, you know, now I have a home and a family, but this is still my little kind of man cave, if you will, where I, where it's like, that's kind of where I, you know, like I produce my own stuff. I write my own stuff. I just, I kind of, if I get when I get in that zone, it's like I don't have to eat, I don't have to sleep, I can just go. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, fasting, you're fasting while writing. <laughs> unintentionally, yeah, unintentionally, yeah. yeah. It's just time just flies, you know. Yeah. What, what was that song called? Uh, the Beach Boys. Yeah, it's called "In My Room." <laughs> it's just like on the fly. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you say that because, like, I was I was in the same way. Like when I was learning how to play. I was just in my room <laughs> the whole time, like for hours, you know, hours just learning. I mean, I had nothing. I wasn't hanging out with friends. I wasn't doing anything. I was just just for hours, you know. Yeah. Well, my thing was Metallica, you know, I'd spent hours like okay. learning, <laughs> like hearing old school style, like just listening. Like, okay. Or, oh, yeah. And a book, too. Like a tap book. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I would just look at it. And then like I knew the, the, the songs by heart. So I was just just looking at it and then listening and just going along imagine nice. you know someone someone who never who doesn't know how to play guitar but then they're playing like this fast you know heavy like thrash metal band <laughs> <laughs> that would be like the first band you're learning nice but, um, but yeah that was me in my room so now that when i jam out this song i'm gonna think about i'm gonna think about you jeffrey <laughs> that's a good this is a good this time. is a good this is a good setup too for the next phase of my life too i'll tell you about Oh, for your being in your room? Well, this Beach Boys. It, it's a good setup for my time in California. Okay. Is this is the first one, right? I'm assuming it's, that's, that's the one. Probably, yeah. I'll just click it. And... Tell my Now you might get a copyright strike for playing that. I don't know where you're uh, streaming yeah, this to, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not actually like live live. I'll just kind of like 
cut it. All right. <laughs> to to like the good little bits. <laughs> to where you were like getting into it. You're like yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, I remember. Um, I don't remember what trip it was on, but there was some some point when I had headphones, you know, a Walkman or something like that, you know, where I just I remember we were on our way to some beach, and I just had that song on repeat, man. And it's just like, man, this is so good. <laughs> Okay, so that is yeah. your name then. Oh, man. So that was the whole reason that I went to, I mean, that among other things, but that I went to California because like, growing up listening to the Beach Boys, I was just like, man, I had this sonic imprint and this visual imprint of like, you know, sunsets. And I'd watched a lot of documentaries too about like classic albums like Steely Dan um, that were made out there. And, you know, you get these just kind of just classic images and videos of, of the, you know, the golden era of California. It was just like, dude, I got to go out there and I got to experience that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so, yeah. Really spent like eight years there. That's right. Yeah. And so my, and, and it's, it's funny because, you know, the Beach Boys, you know, they were made up of uh, brothers and cousins who made music together and, and went, went out there with my brother and then my other brother came and then my cousin came. So I ended up making music out there with my brothers and my cousin and not and not too far from where the Beach Boys live. So, um, yeah, and, uh, and uh, there's a surf song, uh, Surfing USA, that lists off all these different surf spots um and i yeah. so one of my things i was doing out there was like i wanted to surf like as many of those places as i could and i got I, uh all but like a few of them you know i was able to surf and so that was like a bucket list thing for me but i pretty much you know i did everything i wanted to do out there i i, I soaked up yeah. every bit of that california <laughs> dream that yeah. i could you know and then and then and then in 2020 you know um and well, I had the good, the good and the bad, and we can get in the, into that too. But um, 2020 um, came, and it was just time to. It felt like Holy Spirit was like time to go home, you know. Yeah, it was like, kind of like a reset for like everybody. Absolutely, yeah. But you were, you were while you were in California, you were working with like some other, some other artists, right? I was, yeah, I was. Um, so early on, um, uh, there was, was a, that in, like in Atlanta or. I was in it. Yeah, I did. I did a little bit in Atlanta. When I was in Atlanta, I won a like a contest. And uh, have you heard of Bob? He's a hip hop like artist. A pronunciation. Yeah, I think I heard of him. And Playboy Trey. Yeah. So um, I think Playboy Trey is his uncle um, or his cousin or something like that. But anyways, these are two hip hop artists. Bob, at the time when I was in Atlanta, had just blown up. He just had the you know he's like biggest album in the world and. Um, his manager was at this contest that I won and he was like, I want to manage you. So he kind of took me under his wing and, and put me in this venue called Smith's Old Bar. He gave me a residency there and was setting me up with different uh, producers down there. Grand Hustle. It's like Grand Hustle is like, out, I think Outcast and um, I'm trying to think of the guy, Doppler Studios oh. down there. There's a bunch of guys down there that's like the Atlanta scene that has this yeah. particular... Wait, are you talking about uh, Outcast? Like, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Yeah, a lot. Of, that's like that <laughs> camp. I didn't work. I didn't. I didn't work with any of those guys. But that there's like that camp of producers and writers that had worked in that sound. So I learned a lot there. I was just like writing. You know, the goal there was just like write hooks and try and make beats that maybe somebody would dig. But I definitely kind of you know uh, kind of honed my I guess hip hop or pop production chops there are soul r&b you know because that's kind of a that's a heavy sound down there which i love but it was more uh, you know more of that going on 
Uh, and then uh, I spent a couple years there, and then that's when I went um, to, to California. To California. Right? Yeah. But when when was uh, so while you were in California, that's when Sunshine was getting a lot of streams. Yeah, a few years into that. So when I went to went to California, I was work, I was work, I started working at Guitar Center in Atlanta. And so I was like, when I was ready to go to California, I was like, well, I'll just find a guitar center out there and I'll transfer. <laughs> so that helped me get out there. So I was working at Guitar Center and um, I ended up going on The Voice in season three, and uh, which it was never something I wanted to do. I don't, I, I didn't watch the, I don't watch American Idol, I don't watch The Voice, but there was like, um, um, there was this, it's felt like a prophetic Holy Spirit communication to me where it's like i i knew of some people that were worked on the show and then um I ca um, so i have this association with the number 222 and that's kind of part of my my story i guess i'll, I'll get into when i was in Al atlanta i had this encounter um you know with with my faith you know my faith journey I, when I was, I, was saved, I was saved when i was eight you know, and I grew up in the church, mostly Southern Baptist and then kind of non-denominational. But when I got to Atlanta, I got involved in a real prophetic scene. And um, I don't know, I'm sure you've heard of like Maverick City. Um, yeah. So the guy that founded Maverick City, he was my friend down in Atlanta in in this uh, crew of folks that um, that some of them are still involved in, in maverick city i think and then um, but it was this really just a lot of young people who are very prophetic and involved in kind of more charismatic scene which was new to me you know i had there was people around me speaking in tongues and operating in the gifts and all this was kind of new to me but it was like it was cool because it was young people and they were on fire and we were praying for each other and seeing miracles and you know it was just like walking what together that? this is in 2010 or 11 Okay, so that's when yeah. you introduced to that scene. Yeah, and so I just had these dear friends, you know, and we were just doing life together. And I, I always associate this time in my life with um, God's grace because I, I grew up kind of real strict. You know, I didn't, I didn't, um, there's a lot of things I, you know, it's kind of like you get now, marked as a Christian by what you don't do as opposed to what you do. It's like, oh, you don't oh, yeah, drink, definitely. you don't do drugs, you don't drink, you don't party, you don't da 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 da. You don't have sex it's for like, me. What do you do? <laughs> exactly. So around that time was kind of like, you know, my parents got divorced. So there was, uh, I think, some some wounding there as well that kind of prompted this. But I, I associate that time with me kind of branching out and finding my own faith. You know what I mean? And so it was kind of like this time where I experienced God's grace in a time where I wasn't necessarily living um, like I should, but mm -hmm. I, I still saw the Lord. I, you know, I didn't ban abandon my faith, but I was just experimenting with a lot more. And I just, it was kind of like I saw the Lord still show up for me and still walk with me and still extend grace to me, despite, you know, me living not so righteously, you know? Um, yeah. And so it was kind of like that, net of grace i guess allowed me to see the goodness of god and his mercy and also kind of um fail in a lot of ways and make a lot of mistakes and try things that i end up realizing are, are not so great for me whether it be drinking a lot or or uh smoking weed or you know uh, sleeping around these types of things like um you know not good for you uh the not 
right, you know, it's sin, but I, but I, the Lord, He didn't leave me, you know what I mean? He was still with me. I think because He probably knew that I was wounded, you know, like I was, a lot of sinful activity comes out of our, uh, a place of lack and a woundedness. And I think, you know, my parents getting divorced kind of shattered my worldview a little bit, you know what I mean? When it's like you think things are a certain way. And so, um, anyways, when I was in Atlanta, I was surrounded by all these people that were like talking about, oh, the Lord told me this, or God said this, or using that kind of terminology. And I said, um, I was like, well, I want to hear the Lord speak. I want to, I want to be able to talk about, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so I was driving, my brother was in the hospital and I was driving to see him. And then, um, he was going from Atlanta to Johnson city. And there was this moment in time where I just was like, Lord, I want to hear you speak. And, for about the next 30 minutes on my drive, I'm driving up through the mountains. It's a beautiful drive up through um, Asheville to Johnson City or that area. And all of a sudden, I just had this tremendous peace come over me. And um, I felt like I heard the Lord ask me to give away. I had I had a, I had just gone into business with these folks and I had all this studio equipment. Like, you, you know, you see behind me, like my studio, my studio was my life. My yeah. music was my life, you know. And I felt, I felt as though the Lord was asking me to give away all my studio equipment to these folks who I had just gone into business with. And I was like, wow, um, okay. Um, but it was just so, like I said, it was so overwhelmed by peace that it was like, okay. Um, and, and, and I, you know, I, I grew up hearing the Bible story, so I knew about Abraham and Isaac, and I knew that the Lord could potentially ask you to do things like this, so it wasn't so out of the blue. So I went up. I went up on this mountain, this one of those overlooks, and I went up there, and I'm like, Lord, I don't know if this is you, but if it is, I know how these stories go. Like I'm in, I'll do it. You know, I got down on my knees and I said, Okay, let's do this. So a few months went by, and um, I gave my stuff away, and and th around that time, I started to see the number 222 a lot, like on my clock or on license plates, or and. Um, yeah it's kind of like the beginning of my prophetic journey with the Lord and seeing how he speaks to me. He doesn't always speak audibly. You know, some people hear him. I don't know that I've ever heard an audible voice, but he speaks to me in all kinds of ways, through music, through movies, through birds. I mean, it's, it's, he can speak to you all kinds of ways if you're, if you're listening, you know? So anyways, I, um, I started seeing this number 222 and come to find out Genesis 22, two is the story of Abraham and Isaac specifically when the Lord asked Abraham to sacrifice his son. And so I, that really hit me in a profound way. And so that kind of began this journey with God of like going into covenant. The two is the number of, of the covenant, among other things. But I began this journey with God. And after that point, dude, I'm telling you, there has been many studios I've had, and I've never had to pay for one of them. The Lord had just continued to provide new recording studios, whether it be like in Atlanta through that manager. He had a bunch of gear that he pulled out that I recorded these albums with. And then when it's time to leave, gave that back. I went to, to L.A. And um, so that's what brings me to The Voice. So I found out that Adam Levine uh, had a t 222 tattoo on him and i was like and come to find out i guess that was the address of the of the recording studio that he kind of began his career so that was kind of like oh, i was like okay maybe the lord is leading me to go to the voice right so so i made it all the way to 
Uh, this is season three of The Voice. I made it all the way to audition for the four judges. At the time, it was like Adam Levine, CeeLo, mm -hmm. Christina Aguilera, and Blake. And none of them turned around. None of them turned around for me. But I met I met all these musicians through that that I ended up working with and building relationships with. And then shortly thereafter, um, I met. Um, there was an artist out of Australia who her and her parents had come over, and someone from Atlanta connected us. And um, I started writing and producing her. And the next studio that came along was through them. So they bought a bunch of gear and and bought this studio space out in LA where I recorded there's an album I did called um uh for your eyes only and I was with a management company so that was like another leg of my journey um with the Lord and and him providing these studios and new in new ways and, and you know what I mean and um so um that was yes okay so that was before Sunshine. That was uh, the album before two albums before Sunshine. So I was working with a management company. Um, that thing didn't quite work out. So I moved on from there. I kind of let that studio go and went down um, to. Um, I was actually engaged at the time that this engagement fell through, and my car as 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 I was leaving this situation. Um, my car, my forerunner, which I'd had forever, it's the car that I drove out to LA and I moved my whole, all my stuff fit in this car, you know what I mean? Well, the, the like head gasket blew on this forerunner as I'm driving to my brother's, as I'm leaving this um, engagement that fell through. And um, I had nowhere to live. My car just blew up on me. So oh, I, I went to, to, to stay with my brother in Venice Beach. <laughs> And um, I um, I was sitting out on the back porch in a in a hammock every day. I would wake up, and uh, you know a lot of people hate on uh, Joel Osteen, but I was listening to Joel uh, Joel Osteen and Joseph Prince every day, and I would just wake up and I would listen to these mm -hmm. sermons in my uh, hammock, and I would just declare god's goodness and his promises over my life I'm like lord i know you i know you have a a place for me to live i know you have a car for me and and then i would just go i would play these like old gospel hymns right and so um right about that time is when i met my wife um and she lived she lived in this place um that was across the way from the studio that you just showed the video of that that the 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 studio apartment that you showed the video of the Michael Jackson cover. She lived there, and I was I was playing. Um, I used to go, uh, do busking, so I would play on the street in Venice Beach with my brother, and we would you know have a little tip jar or whatever. And I had a box of C of CDs, and it said um, you know if, so you can get a take a CD with any donation. So if you put anything in my tip jar, I would give you a CD. So that is a good deal, yeah. Well, my wife, she put in um, this little rose that was made out of palm branches, right? And she walked by, or I think she was riding her bike, and she stood to the side, and I told my brother, I'm like, man, did you see that girl? Like, she's beautiful. And she's just standing there watching. And I, and I talked to her. I'm like, hey, you know, you put a thing in my tip jar, take a CD. Yeah. So I talked to her, and... and um, I uh, she told me about this open mic that she hosted up in North Hollywood and and um, kind of musician too. She's an actor. She's an okay. actor and a filmmaker and um, 
you know, uh, had, had had she's from LA, so she had been doing kind of the Hollywood thing for many years and won a lot of awards as a writer and director. And so I kind of saw her as like someone like me, because like I was a self, I had my own company, I was a had my own production company, and she did too. She made movies. She was a self starter, do it yourself kind of thing. Well, I I happened to run into her again out on the boardwalk, and um, she was uh, like, "Hey, I live down here." If you want to come anytime, you know, and watch the sunset on the roof, I got a great rooftop. I was with my buddy and I was like, well, what about now? And so we went over there and we were watching the sunset and, and she started early on in the conversation. She started talking about God's grace. And I was like, oh, now you're talk talking my language. Another here, you know? plus. Another plus. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, my wife, she helped me get an apartment in that place, you know. <clears throat> Sorry, hang on. Here I am listening to Joel Osteen and declaring I got an apartment and I got a car. Well, I meet my wife and she helps me get, there's an apartment straight across from her that opened up in this old, this awesome old building where Jim Morrison used to live and Laurel and Hardy. And um, I'm trying to think of the other, um, there's a famous author. I can't think of his name, but it's just really cool, vibey old brick building. So I meet her and the next thing you know, I got an apartment and she, you know, she and I start dating and she has a car that she's letting me use. So all of a sudden I got an apartment and I got a car and I got a, my future, got a girl. my future wife yeah. within, within a very short amount of time. So I know a lot of people hate on Joe Osteen, but it was Joe Osteen, uh, sermons that got me declaring the goodness of God and his promises for me. And then, yeah. and then, uh, next thing I knew, use anything, right? Come on. Hey, he uses a donkey in, the in the, in the scripture to talk. So I I think he can probably use anybody. Yeah. yeah. And those judges too that turned their back on you, hey, God didn't turn his back on you. He was like, I got you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, I, I, it never occurred to me until the night before. Like, I, I'm kind of, you know, the way, because of my sports background and my kind of motivation, if I do anything, it's with excellence. And so I was going there to win the whole thing. And it was never, <laughs> you know what I mean? It never occurred to me that no one would turn around for me until the night before my audition. I had a dream that no one turned around for me. And sure enough, uh, no one turned around. But it, but it, it wasn't anything that like crushed me. You know, it was just like, it was a door. I knew it was a door. Mm -hmm. I, I knew that like the voice wasn't going to make or break me. I didn't really want to do it in the first, you know, it wasn't anything that I was like counting on. I just knew that I belonged in that in industry because I feel like the Lord put a calling on my life to, you know, um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Lance Wallnau or Johnny Enlow who talk about the seven mountains of culture influence. And I feel like they talk about how we have a mandate um, to take back those mountains for the kingdom. And right now, a lot of those are being run by Satan. You know what I mean? And, and the people that run those, and that's why we have the issues that we have in government and in school and in entertainment, because the people that are running those, the gatekeepers, are are a part of the kingdom of darkness. And so I feel like I have a calling on my life to go take back that mountain of art, of arts and entertainment for the kingdom in the name of Jesus. So that's why I, you know what I mean? Like I, I just felt like that voice was just a, an opportunity and a door and I went for it and it, it provided me a lot of opportunities, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't break me. You know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't just like, okay, on to the next thing, you know? There wasn't any footage of you, right? <laughs> not one thing, and not one thing. And you know what's funny is my whole family came out, and they'll they'll tell me because I never got to see it, but they said they were 
you know, my brothers, we're all, we're all football players and we're all my dad, you know, and pretty rowdy. And like, they were like, like screaming and yelling at the camera. Cause you know how they show the footage of your family, like backstage or whatever. Yeah. And they were apparently like, they were not happy. So it's probably a good thing, you know, that uh, they didn't show it because I think they were, you know, pretty upset. Yeah. I asked you because I was like looking it up on YouTube while you were talking and I couldn't find anything. No, they didn't show me because, and they won't let you tell anybody, you know, what happened. So all these people who knew I had auditioned, they were like, when are you going to be on? When are you going to be on? I was like, I don't know, just watch. And uh, the only time you could see me, was in the background of somebody else's uh, story. Uh, but other than that, they didn't show anything of me. Yeah. Were you wearing hats back then too? Or? I did. I had a fedora. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it one of those big ones with like a little feather? Not a big. It was more of a small one. You know what I mean? Like it was more like the uh, oh, okay. it Italian uh, kind of small, you know, smaller brim kind of uh, woven. I don't know. How you, I, I don't know how you. Oh, okay. It's more like, uh, I don't know how it, talk about it it's a fedora, a fedora it's a particular style of hat you know yeah so anyways yeah I, so, so then i'm yeah so i met my wife um you know we got married um in, in malibu this really beautiful place in malibu um in venice beach is where i made an album called come out west and i wrote there's a song called come out west that was the uh, ep right uh, it was a full album. Uh, I don't know what number it was because I've, I've been making albums, you know, for a long time. So I don't know how many I have, but this was like my second full-length album I made in California. And Come Out West was written after my brother, my third brother. There's three of us. I'm the oldest of three. Had moved out to Venice Beach, and I wrote this song called Come Out West. And um, it's it's about you know that, but it's also there's a lot of spiritual implications, you know, talking about walking on the water and casting mountains. Uh, and uh, so a lot of that kind of talking there. But that that song, actually, I had a buddy out there that he was um, addicted to heroin. And uh, the first time we met was at a concert that I played. It was like an open mic kind of thing. And I played that song. And he'll, he'll to this day, he'll tell, tell you that that song broke something where he kicked his addiction to heroin and you know it's a good i use that example a lot because a lot of people you know like to differentiate between christian music and secular music which i've never really liked the distinction because i just love all music and a lot of times there's truth and there's good in music that's not necessarily written by christian artists i I think the thing about artists is artists are just kind of open vessels and so a lot of times yeah dark stuff comes through but a lot of times light comes through and um, i've heard a lot of just beautiful truths you know like jesus said i am the way the truth and life so if it's true it must be from jesus right right? so um i um i've heard a lot of, of really beautiful truths you know from a lot of secular artists so anyways that song is not necessarily even though on paper you know it's not a christian song if you will but like i said everything i write like i'm a christian who makes music so everything i write is going to come through that that lens and so it's an example from your heart yeah it's an example of a song that's not necessarily a christian song even though like i said it does have references to jesus and faith but it was able to heal and be a healing agent to somebody and breaking off addiction. So it's pretty cool uh, testimony. 
Yeah, so you have, you were just playing. Just yeah. doing my thing, man, and uh, you know, just doing what I do and using the gifts that the Lord has, has given me, and it ended up set, helping set someone free, you know. So, um, yeah. you never know how the Lord is going to use you, and just being obedient to what you, yeah, what that what the gifts He's put in you, you know. So, uh, yes, we got married. Um, we, Wait, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. yeah, hold on. yeah. I wanted to ask you about that rose that with the palm when she threw it in there, like for your tip. Yeah. What did you find? Yeah, Rose, I was just asking, like, was she like trying to get your attention, or what was like the the intention there? Uh, she was just she was just chilling. I mean, like, uh, she's just walking by and listening, and she just happened to have one of those. And I don't know. She definitely, if she was trying, she it worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I was gonna ask you about the uh, about this. Uh oh, what's it gonna? Oh, uh, Sparks, the documentary. Because it, it makes sense now that you're telling me about football. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, so. Yeah. So that was my dad's coach. Um, there's a, a coach named uh, Ken Sparks who coached at uh, a school here called Carson Newman University. It's up in East Tennessee. And uh, my dad played for him in, in college and, uh, and in high school and in college. And that's who led him to Jesus and changed his life. And um, he ended up playing for him. And, uh, they call him the Billy Graham of coaches. Uh, he's passed away now, but he was also one of the top five winningest coaches, football coaches in NCAA history. But when we got back, yeah, there we go. When we got back to Tennessee, my dad, like literally, like as soon as we landed, we went up to my uncle's lake house and we were just floating in the lake talking about what was next. And my dad was like, well, I kind of got the ball rolling on this project because my dad's in film. Uh, he's an actor and a filmmaker, and he got into it later in life. Yeah, after my parents Talented got divorced, <laughs> after my parents got divorced, he got into it later in life. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in like Tyler Perry movies, and um, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's done well. Um, yeah, go dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, when he was like, "Well, I've already got kind of got the ball rolling for this project, but it, it got shut down because of COVID. If you guys want to hop hop in, and so we joined forces." us kind of bringing our creative filmmaking side of things and dad really bringing um you know a lot of just networking and sales expertise and he was the director as well and it was just a good team like the three of us him him um myself and my wife we produced this film together and uh ended up winning winning a bunch of awards and um just blessing a lot of folks because the guy he was just an awesome man of god and had a great story and uh just a really powerful testimony and legacy you know yeah i loved it man it looked legit too <laughs> yeah it turned out well that was that was a great so I, I i did the score for that i also did a handful of other things on that but um it was cool to to be a part of that and see you know it, it was in theaters it was like uh in regal theaters it was the number two film in the country for the number of theaters that it was in and uh yeah so it was just all these what doors year? open um yeah, what year was that uh 2021 or yeah yeah or, or yeah one of those you know the last few years have been a kind of a blur <laughs> it's just it's just like uh, it's just 2020 part one part two and now we're in part oh, three it feels yeah. like you know we're still in 20 yeah 2020 that's just we're like yeah exactly yeah now we're like on stage and actually performing yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I guess I could, you, I could play some of that. So the trailer. People could see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. Who did the filming? Like who actually like like did film like actually? I did. With the camera. Oh, you for real? You did? Yeah. Hey, that looked good. Thanks. Let me play it. Let me play it, and we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> He said, it's more important for us to win souls for Jesus Christ than it is to win football games. This generation, coaches are the missionaries. He was a warrior. That's what he was. He inspired me. Uh, he, he gave me that role model of how to coach. I'm watching all these guys who are my heroes on the football playing field cry and talk about Jesus. It, it's amazing where God will step in to do His will. And He's using a game called football to change people's lives. The light shines in the darkness and it's Christ in us. And He is what Ken would tell you made all the difference. There you go. <laughs> Damn, you even added the little sparks too. Yeah, I got that. I got that. <laughs> that was cool. I loved it. Yeah. So the guy, the guy that said he's using a game called football, that's my dad. Oh, okay. Also, also named Jeff, Jeffrey Jocelyn. He's he's the first. Oh, I, I'm I'm the second. Here's my yeah. I'm the second. Here's my second tattoo. Oh yeah, speaking of the tattoo that uh, in Chevy van, you had the you had your arm out. Is that yeah, uh, Isaiah forty one ten. Isaiah forty one ten. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally that. This is the the cross behind me right here. Okay, that's what it says on there. Yeah, that's what it's it's exactly like what your tattoo says. Nice. <laughs> so you already knew it. Yeah, you caught it. Yeah. Yeah, and this uh the cross is actually inscribed of that verse too. Come on. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> nice. You got that little connection there. That's not awesome. The not the 222, but Isaiah 4110. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so are you on the native wind media? Do you all have anything going on? Um, yeah. 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 So um, the next thing we're doing, it's a movie called um, Song of the South. It's a, um, if you go to... Uh, Native Wind Media, our Instagram. There's some stuff on there from that, but it's a it's a um, oh, dang. a I'm feature. Already yeah, already, <laughs> I'm already going. Man. It's a feature film. Yeah, so you see some of those clips there. That's from, or some of those photos. That's from Song of the South. Um, it's a uh, a movie about a family uh, in the South. It's a musical. Um, one in the middle, or which one? Right all of, all, uh, yep, oh, okay. all those three, and then the next two, except for the one me sitting in the studio, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's it's one, um, hold on. was that in Jesus' name? Come out in Jesus. So name? that's that's me working on uh, the film, the 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 score for Come Out in Jesus' Name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it, but I knew it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Song of the South is a is about a family. It's like a old school. You know, I like kind of said in the early 1900s kind of vibe, and um, 
and about a family that gets pulled apart. Um, I play I play a character. Our, oh. My whole family acts in it, and I play a character named Blue who goes off to play music, and uh, and then they get pulled apart, and and it's about how God brings them back together. So it's a faith based film, but it's like this folky, really cool. My wife my wife wrote it. It's really like it's really cool. I'm excited. So we we finished filming that, and my wife edited it, and we're kind of in the uh, the next stage is there where we'll probably film some more things. We're going to add some stuff and then get into a lot of the post-production stuff there. So I'm hoping uh, either this year or like late this year or early next year, we'll have this one ready to go and we'll see. Okay. Am I able to play this video or is go this for part it. of the, the film? I don't know. I think it's probably just images from the... Oh, a little behind the scenes. That's you and your wife? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it's all original music. Look, look at you, Blue. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's, uh, it's all original music. And uh, yeah, the music plays a big part in the, the storyline, you know. So, oh, okay, sorry. I didn't mean to cut it off. I was like, I don't want to get. You're good. <laughs> no, that that music is not. That's uh, you know, that's an old, that's an old song. Um, that was playing over that. But yeah, the music was is all original. And some stuff my wife wrote, some stuff I wrote, some stuff my Dang. daughter wrote. Yeah. Your daughter too? Dang. Yeah, she's a she's a little creative. Uh, she's pretty creative. She sings and writes songs and uh, dances. You know, just all the stuff. You know. Yeah, she's really, really creative. Yeah, so your your wife, because uh, when you met her, she wasn't doing music. She was just doing like film and stuff. But now yeah. she does music. Yeah. So along the way, she's um she's always been a great writer. Like one thing I noticed early on was her poetry. So we would like write poetry back and forth early on. It was like really romantic, and um oh, yeah. and then along along the way, she kind of got to where she felt like the Lord was stirring in her um the desire to sing, and so um she just has done more and more um it hasn't been that long maybe a few years but she's you know just grown more and more and writes songs and and we work together on a lot of stuff we've also butted heads uh over uh, a lot of stuff but that's a uh, you know just just marriage and growing together and and uh you know when you work together sometimes there's um ways that you know they cause you to grow or, or struggle or you know but um it's been a blessing you know yeah how do you say your name my wife sierra okay. like the sierra. mountains yeah but with the c yeah okay. or like sierra mist you got it <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna show uh, your your instagram too yeah if anybody wants to like check you out yeah, they finally let me. They finally let me back on. Yeah, I had to start all over. I think before I had like two thousand, close to two thousand followers. They cut me off back in twenty twenty because I was speaking a little too much truth for their for their oh, liking. For real? Oh, oh yeah. That was the reason why, right? Oh yeah, I was. I, I I was. I mean, from the moment from moment one, when the when the word COVID first came out of anybody's mouth. I smelled a rat right away. You know, I saw exactly what was going on, and I started trying to warn everybody you know uh of the things that i saw not just me a lot of people saw it but you know they they took out a lot of the, the people trying to to discover and, and 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 dig for truth and i was one of them 
the good thing out of it is, you know, uh, I was able, well, I don't know, maybe I would have been able to contact you, but, you know, since you had to restart, now well, I'm able to, like... Well, it's interesting, the timing, too, because... um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tell me about that, man, because that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, the timing of, uh, it was like when I was getting ready to, we were getting ready to, you know, submit... Uh, the album for come out in Jesus name for you know distribution like where it's like all right we're submitting it to go on all the platforms it was literally that day I was like well what if I try because I've tried to get back on a bunch of times and they wouldn't let me it was like anything associated with my name it was like they flagged it they wouldn't let me back on and then I tried with a different email on my computer as opposed to my phone the same day that I submitted the album what the heck's going on back there um uh, my, my kids it is um and that was the day that i got back on instagram so it was almost like you know just the timing of of needing to be i guess visible again for yeah. you know in conjunction with this movie um just like was divine timing you know because there's a song on the album called come out of that cave which is about yeah, yeah. Like that one. I like it's it's about elijah or inspired by the story of elijah and jezebel but it's really very much well first of all i was inspired by pastor Locke, who said in one of his sermons one time somebody should write a song called prophet come out of that cave and so i just like you know tucked it away and that was really the reason i wrote it but it's really it's it's about it's about me and my journey but it's also about a lot of people that are i feel like there's a book right now called The Wild Ones, written by a guy named Nate Johnston, and it's all about people like myself that have been like hidden away um, for years and years and years, even though we've had like words on our lives and callings and wondering like, Lord, what, do you, what are we supposed to do? We don't fit in. It's hard to fit in in the church, and we don't fit in the world, and it's like, what? what is it that you have for us? And it's for this time, it's for this moment in history that the Lord has prepared people like myself and like yourself that are to be pioneers for this next, what I believe is a, is a, is a, is a kingdom era. And so that song, yeah. Come Out of That Cave, is really a prophetic kind of declaration. It's like, here's your time, come out. The world needs you and what you do that the world didn't know what to do with up until this point. Now it's your moment. Because we the reason the world didn't know what to do with this is because we think differently. We see things differently. We don't play by the same rules as the rest of the world. We, we, you know, we're innovators and pioneers and reformers, and that's what the world needs at this moment. They don't need the same old thing. They need the new wine. The old wine is done. The old wine skin is done. The new wine is here. And and uh, so that's what that... Look at you, Richie. Watch out, bro. Watch out. <laughs> so... Um, Anyways, it's this interesting time, you know, and, and the, I think the, 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 the title of the movie even, even though it's about casting out demons, it's a very prophetically significant thing for me because, like, I, you know, there's a story of David, right, where he's like, they, they told him he's going to be king and then he ends up hiding in the caves and running from people his whole life wondering like, well, I thought I was supposed to be king. And I, I can relate to that a lot. Not that the Lord said I was going to be king of anything, but... Uh, just the calling that the Lord has on my life, and the, yeah, same thing, and man, same thing. you get it. So there's just people that have been hidden away, and so I just think it's really cool to be be kind of presented uh, to the world in this regard in the name of Jesus. So it's like time to come out, but come out in the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
So since we're talking about that, uh, yeah. what was it like actually doing that whole soundtrack? Like, well, run me it was, this. Yeah, like, well, it's, it, process? it was actually very atypical because it, it was Pastor Locke moves very fast, which I, I love about Pastor Locke because I'm the same way. I move fast. I think he, he says, if you're waiting on me, you're backing up. Yeah, I'm the same. Win the game, right? You I'm the, the same way, dude. I, just watch out because, like, if I get something in my mind, I'm just like laser focused. And so when he got it in his mind that he wanted to do a documentary, it was like, initially it was like, we're putting this out in two months. And so, uh, Wayne, um, who is, um, runs lock media. So lot, there's global vision and then there's lock media, which is like all of pastors books and his videos and all that kind of stuff. They're kind of two separate entities. So <clears throat> he approached me to do the score because he had seen what I did with Sparks. And he also said, you know, the Holy Spirit told him, like, that's the guy to do the music. And old, so... Old Greg? Uh, uh, Wayne. Wayne, oh, who okay. is head of, of Lock Media. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. So, so he approached me, and it was like, we got to get this done <laughs> and out in two months. Like, it was supposed to be out, like, for Thanksgiving, and it was, you know, August or September, September, you know what I mean? So it was like, this was like moving at the speed of, I, I call it the speed of lock. So it was like, we gotta, <laughs> we, gotta, we, gotta we gotta move fast. And uh, so I just started, I, I, you know, obviously I hadn't seen anything cause there was no film. So I just started, I just started making instrumentals that I felt would be, you know, that would fit the vibe of the film. And so, Luckily, as the process went along, they realized, well, you know, usually a film is made first and then you and then you uh, book the theaters, you know, and then you do this. You mean, uh, the film's made, then you do the score, then you book the theaters, you know what I mean? But it was just like everything was reversed. It's like they had the theaters booked before there was a film. So it's like they kept extending. They had ex extending. Uh, the deadline luckily to give the editors which the editors you know hats off to the editors yeah, uh tim 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 romero and another guy named ed um who um shout out man guys uh they, they were the directors slash editors slash i mean they did a lot but it, it was like everything was done so fast i mean i think the whole thing was probably done in less than six months i mean it's unreal how fast and so I didn't know, you know, he had also mentioned putting some music in this in the in the film. And so I just started submitting certain songs. Tim liked a song of mine called War. I started writing songs and I was writing songs with people at the church too. So I just kinda had music yeah, tucked. Um, some of the folks on the worship team and some of the folks that aren't on the worship team, just people that I'd met, a guy like um, James Breedwell, who's just, a, he's a guy that goes to church there, and um, they call him the go-go-go guy, because uh, if you listen online to the services, you'll hear this guy in the background. It's kind of like when people say amen, but he says, go-go-go, and um, he uh, he's a songwriter. He's an award-winning songwriter, and he approached me, and so when I was writing songs for the movie, I'm like, dude, we got to write together, and I brought in some other folks and and some songs that were written like uh by other folks uh dan powell who 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 sings on the worship team and plays trumpet and so anyways i didn't know what was going to be in the movie and what wasn't i was just writing 
songs and trying to make music that I thought people at Global Vision would love because it's kind of a certain a kind of a certain demographic, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're kind of like drive. yeah, it's like um blue, blue collar, hard working family people, you know, definitely like it's in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, so definitely like country folks, you know what I mean? So I was kind of writing music that I felt like would these uh the people that go to the church would love you know and so i didn't know necessarily and then the, and so i there was a point you know that wayne and i met to see what i had and i basically had two i have like two albums worth of material and and to see what was going to go in the in the film and we end up ended up going with this batch of songs mostly because they were more um there's a certain vibe and they're also representative of Global Vision people rather than just songs that I wrote. The next, the other batch of songs are mostly that I wrote that I'll, which is great because I already have a follow-up album ready to go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was like, all right, these are going to be the songs and then um, just started refining them and mixing them. We got them mastered and um, <clears throat> yeah. And then, you know, it all came together really with this really beautiful synergy of of Pastor Locke and his connection to all these other Demon Slayer guys that have these massive uh, followings that have been doing this deliverance stuff. And so it was just kind of this like, almost like this atomic bomb of Holy Spirit yeah. synergy that happened. Yeah, unity that, that came together for this thing that just like, you know, it was such a God thing. You know, like the album went to number one on the Christian charts and got to numbers. Well, it, it was it was two it was two things simultaneously. Number one, my mind was blown and and just so grateful, and 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 so such an obvious Holy Spirit thing that I never could have done because I've been making music for so long, I haven't come close to any of those charts. You know what I mean? So so obviously a God thing, but also at the same time, so in line with all of the promises that the Lord has made to me. So it wasn't so much that I was surprised as much as it was just a, a div it just it was the lord's divine timing you know what i mean all of you know you go through life and you go through struggles and i could tell you so many stories of of ways that i i had peaks and and deep deep valleys and so a moment like that makes all of that kind of come together and and you see where all of that has taken you and brought you to this moment in time and and you just have if i can say anything is that you just have to trust the lord with his perfect timing his timing is perfect he what he did with this project i never could have done in a thousand years it's like i didn't have to market it no one had to you know i mean they marketed the film but really <clears throat> it was like it was all there every aspect that needed to be for this film to come out for this particular moment in history for this move of god that is bringing deliverance to the world and back and, and to the church so that the church can get set free and stand in their authority because of what's about to happen which is this massive move of god this glory wave that's about to come and the and the saints need to be equipped because of the harvest that's about to come and so i believe this deliverance is the first step of equipping the saints for the massive revival and harvest that's about to hit the world like i don't think the, people even understand what's about to happen like it's about to be so heavy I was in that theater uh, March 13th. Okay. And 
I have a video of it. It's on my channel. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't think anything of it, man. Now, where you're in Texas, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So, yeah, this was in a Corpus Christi, and it was at a theater. Um, so, uh, I was, uh, I was like, filming the, like, the the mass deliverance part. Yeah. So, um, so it was <laughs> did you get some popcorn? Uh, did you get some popcorn buckets of footage in there? Did you have some puke uh, puking in the popcorn buckets? <laughs> no. Like, oh, okay. It was really dark in there, but you can. Hear okay. It. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you can hear. You can hear that. <laughs> but um, yeah. But I was uh, I was really filming it just for uh, like my Snapchat people, like so they can get delivered. <laughs> wow. So I was. It was natural. Like I was just. I was just filming it, and I was going along with it, like saying whatever Greg was saying. Okay. And and then it. So it was like a natural f flow. Like when you see the video, I was. It can hear my gasp a little bit. I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> wow because like, because you started like when greg was like all right i'm gonna talk to the spirit of witchcraft and like as soon as he said that like even before you can kind of hear like the the growling but i didn't notice <laughs> it i didn't notice it at all until like he's like i'm gonna talk to the spirit of witchcraft and then like as soon as he said that it was, like, wow. it was like it was so loud and and this person was on the floor like close to the screen and I and I was far back, like the furthest one against the wall, and it was so loud, and I actually captured it, you know, just because crazy. And I didn't I didn't know that was gonna happen, but you know, I actually got to film it like all natural flow, and uh, I actually uploaded it, just a little small part of that, and it actually it's like the most viewed video that I have on my channel. <laughs> I didn't think it's so like normal for me now, so like, but I think people are are searching for for that kind of stuff you know heck you know? yeah when when people are growling in movie theaters and throwing up it's a it's kind of an interesting <laughs> phenomenon <laughs> yeah. and there's still, there's still some people that don't believe it you know but i'm just hoping well you know there was people that there. yeah there's people that you know saw jesus do all kinds of crazy stuff and didn't believe it still so people that aren't going to believe aren't going to believe <laughs> i don't know i don't know what, what, what more you could do you know yeah, but it's out there yeah. you can see you know you just gotta Got to take that in and, and, and believe that it's that this stuff is real. It took me a while too, you know. Um, I was I was kind of unsure, you know, when I first got like when I first found out about Deliverance. I think almost a year ago. Okay. I was watching a lot of Bob Larson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his are crazy, you know. I don't know if you know. <laughs> but, uh, I've, I hear his name. Uh, I'm not that familiar with his stuff, but I've heard his name thrown around a lot in the middle of all this. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was like the. I started watching his videos, and I was like, "Man, is this stuff actually for real?" You know, wow. this is this is wild. Wow. He had some crazy ones, and um, so I was really, but I was I wasn't like doubting, but I was like, "Is this really? Is this for real?" Sure. And then you know, I was thinking it has to be. You know, there can't be like, if they, you know, because a lot of people would say, "Oh, you probably heard it." You know, oh, they're probably paying them to. Sure. Like like <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to well, but, especially in this day and age, it's hard to know what's you know. There's like they call them those real those real fake videos or whatever. You know, there's like it's hard to know what you're seeing, if, especially through the phone or on, on the screen. You know. But but they're so wild, man. It's like yeah. How can somebody make this up? Like they have to be like they deserve an Oscar if they're acting. You know. Right. <laughs> These are regular people. Like yeah, the screams. I, I when you hear the screams in real life you know pretty quickly like ain't nobody making that up dude that's i mean i've never heard screams like i've heard you know I, in movies like yeah, i've never heard screams like this it's like 
I never heard something like this in my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's different, you know? Yeah. But but you know what? Uh without going too much into detail. Okay. <laughs> um so when I was, you know, contemplating, I was like, man, this has to be for real, you know, like I was like, they don't have enough. That I don't, they don't make that much money, you know, to be going from city to city to like be paying these people. Right. Especially Bob Larson, you know, right. he's been doing it for like 40 years or more. So, um, oh, so what happened was um, my niece uh, got delivered <laughs> in my house, Wow. Uh, in my mom's room. So all of our eyes got opened. Wow. Like, wow this is crazy you know so and then you know, the funny thing was that my uh all all my everybody in in the house would hear screams out of my room because <laughs> i was watching a lot of deliverance <laughs> sessions <laughs> and i remember like my mom a couple of times she got scared like uh, hearing the screams right i'm and sure she would, she would come and she's like what's going on and then she would just see you know this old man with the cross like Telling them, like, you know, wow, like, yeah. So, uh, and she didn't want to see any of that. So, the funny thing is that, you know, so God literally, like, made us see it in person. Wow. Like, what, you know, the reality of, of all this. I was just like, wow, this is this is wild, man. <laughs> like, I can't believe it. But that that's a story, I guess, for another time. But, but, yeah, I just wanted to, like, share that with you. Wow. Yeah, that's cool to hear. I mean, it's definitely a game changer, and it's cool to... to you know see people's eyes open it's definitely been a wild a wild ride for me over the last year or year and a half to see because you know <clears throat> been right smack dab in the middle of it uh you know watching these mass deliverance services and and the conferences with with all the demon slayer guys coming in and watching their different kind of techniques or stories or whatever i mean it's like but it's i mean to me I've never been more excited to be a Christian in my life because I'm, you know, I've been I've been a Christian since I was eight and reading the Bible and going like, where is all this stuff? It's in the Bible. Church is boring, you know. Like, why is it so boring? And what? Where's all this good, awesome, supernatural, crazy stuff? And then it's like, here it comes, you know, because it's like, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's just, it makes you feel like a soldier, a soldier in the Lord's army, you know, in a war, you know, <clears throat> it opens your eyes to what really is the spiritual realm is like you know and you're part of a deliverance ministry right under greg yeah so mostly i've done um there's like a deliverance team mostly i've done the worship part of that which is kind of primes the pump if you will but i haven't been in i have been involved in deliverance um doing deliverance i went through deliverance um and yeah like i said i've seen i've seen you know a year or so of of lots and lots and lots of <laughs> deliverance all around me oh, yeah being there with greg it's uh <laughs> it's pretty awesome crazy. thing oh I, i've seen yeah uh, about everything you could see i think probably i don't know i mean isaiah Saldivar has some pretty crazy stories that i haven't seen and people climbing up walls and stuff but about everything else i think i've probably seen yeah <clears throat> yeah so when did you get introduced to deliverance well, the same time as the church. So, so you know, basically, Pastor Locke's story <clears throat> in the movie is same as mine. In that, yeah, like I came, I came, I came. No, no, I came, I came to um, Global Vision uh, almost two years ago. So I came just, I think, a few months before 
everything started you know he talks about the 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 girl that was in the baptism and then when he got in when he got into preaching um uh those sermons on deliverance um was when um yeah it was right about the time that i started going there so <clears throat> pretty pretty uh just kind of yeah really it was like i just kind of watched the whole journey go down you know and 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 that was really my first introduction to it, it was like I'm asking around. Once we got into it, I'm like, "Well, what are some resources?" And they were like, "Oh, Isaiah Saldivar," and you know, that's how. And then uh, John Eckhart, and you know, so it was like just learning alongside of them. You know, maybe people there had a lot more knowledge about it prior than I did, but I knew it was in the Bible. But that was about all I knew. Oh, was okay. Jesus did it, and but I didn't see it. In my, I didn't see it in church. So until like 2020-ish. Yeah, man. <laughs> and yeah. how was, but how was your initial reaction like what was the do you remember like the first time yeah yeah uh oh yeah oh yeah because i was on stage leading worship um it was more towards the end so it's like i wasn't necessarily wasn't like in worship it was kind of like we were playing music for like the baptisms and prayer time and i was just watching this woman in front of me like we were talking about scream absolute bloody murder from the depths of her soul right in front of me and i was just like all right here we go like let's do this you know like i knew i knew it was a thing i knew it was a thing but i didn't know necessarily so i was just like just like extending my my hand or my prayers praying in tongues just like just trying to contribute in whatever way i could um but uh it was definitely new and definitely um you know, I, I'm usually, I'm, I'm in for the, I'm in for the crazy stuff. You know, I, I like keep, if I get bored, I, you know, uh, I'm out. So yeah, so let's go. So it's just kind of like, all right, here we go. I'm, you know, I'm a part of a church that this is going on in. So let's do it. You know, just trying to learn as much as you can and be equipped, you know? Okay. So the, the song come out in Jesus name. How did that, yeah. how was that process? Was that like the first song, last one, middle? Like, how did it come about? That song kind of yeah kind of kind of kind of in the middle of towards towards the end or kind of you know um <clears throat> i just had reached out to james who i mentioned the go 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 guy and i was like yo we should write um oh yeah the the, we should try that? to i'm sorry uh what was the go 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 what's the story behind that Is yeah he, in a rush no it's just um he says he said um one time he was at church and he said the holy spirit told him to set to to yell go 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 and he said it was like as he was talking to the holy spirit he's like i'm not gonna say go 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 and he yelled it out and then from there it was like a thing he's got bumper stickers and a video which it says like go 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 and tell the world about jesus it's like his whole uh ministry and uh, we even wrote a, a song that we play um in the worship band called go 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 it's all about the great commission you know but that's like his thing but he had, he had reached out to me and said you know hey i write songs we should write i think he wrote the whole album for this girl named um catchy she was on um she was on american idol and she's like a burn victim as a whole story but so anyways he was telling me about that so i i reached he'd we'd written a handful of other tunes but i said hey man we should write the title track to we should try to write the title track to come out in jesus name and so when i came over yeah so when i came over to his house he like had already had like most of the song written like the lyrics that you hear pretty much what he had written um but i kind of came in i think maybe and added the bridge or tweaked 
maybe the the kind of flow of it but it was totally different at some point i'll release like the the first demo because it was completely different it was like uh, it was more country it was like demons start to tremble devils go insane the flames get hotter and it was like i, I worked all day on this track and usually like I, I'm the type of person, like like I said, I lock myself in the room and I just go until it's done. And I play a lot of different stuff so like I can play what I need to and the track's usually done by the end of the day. This one, I got to the end of the day and I'm like not feeling it at all. I'm like, this isn't it. This isn't it. And um, it's like, all right, I'll just put it away for the moment, which like it never never happens. Usually like I, I just go till I figure it out. But this one's like, ah, it's not working. So I've had like this weird kind of neck you know stiff neck kind of thing so like i was laying in the living room and i had this towel under my neck and i was just kind of like thinking about it just going like man what should this be you know and uh and then it just kind of came to me it's like well what if i just if i was going to sing it like my way what would i do and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was like I it just kind of demons because I'm always looking for like the grooviest possible thing, you know, like that's just how I am. I'm looking for the and then and then right away I heard that and uh and I was like it was like at this point it was like evening, you know, maybe nine or ten o'clock, and I just got up the ground and I ran in here. And I was up till 3 a.m. working on it, but it came together so quickly because it was just like, that's it, you know? And uh, when I sent it to Wayne, uh, what did he, say? he was just like, dude, this is a smash. <laughs> this is going to be a global, <laughs> like, and he sent it to Pastor and everybody was just so excited because it was just kind of like, you know, sometimes things just come together and it just works, you know what I mean? It was such a... I don't know. That's how I describe the way that the best songs work. They just come through the ether somewhere and you pick them up and they're just there they are, you know. And I just feel like the I just feel like the Holy Spirit just came through in the clutch where it was just like, I don't know how to do this and then all of a sudden it's like, Yeah, you do. Here it's this it's this, you know. So he got yeah. you that big so he got you that, like, that that beginning beginning little little riff thing that I remember. Well I knew it had to be a I knew it had to be like this kind of down home bluesy rootsy thing i just because it's like something about you know deliverance and, and 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 the church too like global like i said we're in mount juliet tennessee so like these people the, the people that go there we're a, we're a country folks you know what i mean so i felt like it had to be represent the people but there's also something there's all I, there's also this like folklore you know in the blues that's like oh these blues artists they go down to the crossroads and they sell their souls so there's already this kind of like connection with the blues and the demonic like so i love you know, I love flipping that on its head, like you hear in the last song in the album, "The Devil Ain't Got No Music." I love using the music that oh, people yeah, yeah. that people say is the devil's music against the devil. You know what I mean? So, like, I just I knew it had to be that. I knew it had to be like some catchy guitar. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't know how to explain how it comes together. There's just stuff I hear in my head, and then I just chase it until I find it. You know. Yeah, I mean, don't you find it like a challenge? Because sometimes you get like a melody or something in your head, but you're like in the most random 
like place ever like where you're like oh i can't write it down right now like i'm trying to remember well that's why i sing it into my phone I have all these voice memos. I have voice memos that I probably still need to go back to and <laughs> yeah, and dig true. through because I never did them, but at least they're in there from when the moment happens. You know, I'll go in the bathroom and, you know, I'll be like, the beat's like this. And then there's this thing. You know? And, uh, you know, if you had to listen to them, they sound silly, but once the idea's back in my head, that's all I need, you know? You know what? I feel better because I always felt like weird. <laughs> I felt like I was the only one, but no, no. I'm sure there's a, the, all kinds of musicians that do that. Yeah, just because it's like good ideas don't come along that often, you know? Yeah, I know. It would be so funny if they came, like, if you lost your phone and then somebody random just <laughs> happens to come up. Yeah, like, like what the heck is this? Like, what is this guy? Like, oh, yeah. What is he doing? Like all these random yeah. little, little beats and, and yeah. like, singing. Okay, it goes like this, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm on a three and five you know chord. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the g chord here and then uh -huh. yeah. oh and by the way i like to um come out in jesus name the, the song break free deliver me that was actually a really good when it was beautiful sounding yeah um at the altar uh demon slayer for sure i like that one that's uh, another one with james come out of the cave not ashamed yeah, there was like, there were some good ones on there. I, I just had it on repeat last night. Right on. Demon Slayer. That one was smooth too. <laughs> talking about smooth. I was like, okay. That's funny. Well, I'm definitely uh you know a big fan of like soul music. You know, that's always been kind of my favorite type of music. Is really, you know, black music. Really, rhythm and blues like. <laughs> I've always wanted to be like, like I always say I'm black on the inside because like growing up, I'm just like, man, these black folks, they got something, they got something going on that I want. Like I always try <laughs> yeah. to sing like a black soul singer, you know, like, you know, that's always been my favorite kind of music. Um, I actually did a short video uh, with your song that come out in Jesus name. There was like, I wonder, I'm going to see if you can catch it. There's like a certain part where I kind of made it come together. <laughs> Let the truth be heard. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> Calling every Christian. On a court, we're moving forward. Break it. No. Oh, man. Every chain. It was like right before, like. Come out in Jesus' name. Nice. There's a Holy Ghost Bible when okay, preachers preach the word. This world is in denial, but let the truth be heard. We're calling every Christian, there ain't no time to waste. There's power in the blood. And that's never gonna change. Let every tongue confess that Jesus is the King. And one accord, we're moving forward, break every chain. Demons start to tremble, devils go insane. Feel the flames get hotter as they try to run away. 
Nice. Is that a a conference that you're putting on? Who's putting that on? Oh yeah, it's uh it's Paul Paul uh, Garza. He's the one putting it together. Uh, the event at the American Bank Center. Okay. So, uh, right on. I was just I was helping him. I met him in uh, San Antonio at the at Extreme Harvest Church with Brian. Okay. Mariella. Okay. I noticed him from a stream with John Ramirez. And uh, so, yeah, I just I went up to him and we were talking and we just kind of exchanged, you know, Facebook and uh, showed him like a video. He was looking for somebody to do like a video promotion. Okay. And, and I kind of just did my own thing. Like he didn't even <coughs> ask me. I just did it just to help him. And he actually ended up loving it. And I think he was with Brian, too, at the time. And he showed him and then he liked it, too. So they're like, hey, man, you know. <laughs> You want to do something for for me and nice that's cool that, that, that wasn't the that was later on the one that i just showed you i actually made a an official trailer for it and that's the one that i was talking about like where he asked me to actually do like a, a full-on like trailer nice so i put that one together for him yeah Very did you cool. know about it because um, greg is well, gonna be there I, the, I i had seen you post it before i had seen your i think that thing that you just showed me i think i had seen that before um oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, tagged you, in it, I you tagged me and uh i was just like oh that's cool that's i just assumed you were the one putting it on that was before i knew who you were or we connected so i just that was the first time that i had uh seen anything from you so oh, but i thought it was cool yeah. Uh, yeah i thought it was cool <laughs> um i wanted to show like uh, another like a video of you dude i had this song on repeat last night it was just on repeat <laughs> and you know what to be honest like this is not usually like the type that i would listen to like just just uh, you know what i'm gonna listen to you know some southern uh you know <laughs> style you know stuff but I, I actually really like enjoyed it do you know what I, oh yeah it's, it's right there yeah but I actually like really enjoyed it like, yeah you know this song is like cool i can hear the bass the bass is thumping in this <laughs> right on. <laughs> so I was like, I just, so I just wanted to show it real quick. Yeah. Everybody just needs a little healing. That good, good feeling come around again. That good, good feeling went. Did you, how did you, like, did that just randomly come to you, that little ooh? Yeah, I was playing piano in here one night, and I just started playing those chords, and uh, I don't know. I think it was just kind of like, I, I had, this is pre-deliverance, uh, I had struggled, oh, I, I'd struggled with depression and anxiety and stuff like that. Um, not so much anxiety, mostly depression, just like, oh, wow. um, and, and so I, it was at a time where I, I felt like I had come out on the other side. That's what it said. Um, I was drowning on the bottom, but now I'm back on my feet again. feels like I'm dancing on the ceiling. And, you know, these types of, I had that feeling of like, uh, all right, I, I, I'm, I've, I've got some victory over this. And uh, so that good, good feeling to come oh, back around that, again. Yeah. That ties it, you know, yeah. Feeling. yeah. <laughs> you know, when I first was watching this, like, 
I was I was like cheering you on when I saw this part. <laughs> this was later in the song. This is like around four, uh, almost four. Uh, four. <laughs> now well yeah i think i think i think yeah, one of the i think one of the takes i actually kicked the stool out of the way when i stood up but i didn't end up using that one <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one too i'm like yes, yes. yeah yeah exactly yeah but that was cool was did you mean to do that or you were just getting into it or oh no i definitely wanted to time that up because it's you know it's like a kind of a big oh, okay. moment in the song yeah <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Good, man. I love that. <laughs> yeah that was a fun fun video pretty simple concept but i had, I had a lot of fun with the uh, editing you know all the kind of crazy flipping oh, in yeah i directed it i had my buddy shoot it but i i uh had an idea for what i where what i wanted it to be yeah man that's awesome i, I really i i, uh, I love that one it kind of reminded me of uh bg's I, I think it was this one definitely like the start of it you know, even like uh, in Chevy Van too. Like I knew, like you had like that old, that retro style vintage yeah. look that, that yeah. you like or that you're into. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I definitely, <laughs> uh, definitely like those times. Yeah, <laughs> and I could see it. Yeah, for sure. And but there's and there's one more like I wanted to show, but this one's actually like a live video of you performing because I was like curious. This is fun. This is like uh, I'm wondering what's gonna. What's gonna <laughs> pop up? <laughs> okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, okay. I wasn't sure if you were like into it or not, but okay. Well, Thanks for letting me know. No, it's it's like a it's a surprise. Let's see what's uh what's this video. Especially when you pulled up that old school uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, I haven't seen that in a minute. I actually like the the original song too. Oh yeah. You know that see that guy playing guitar right there? On the left? Oh no no no, on the right. Yeah, you remind you remind me of him. That's my friend AJ. He plays <laughs> he he plays guitar for uh or had, was playing guitar for Jordan Felice. Um, but you you remind me so much of him. The, like the personality. Something. Yeah. Something. Something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me play it, man. Because when I saw it, I was just like, "What?" Yeah, this was, like, was fun. I, I was like, I have to ask him about this. Cause okay. Like, Is this really him? <laughs> 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 All right. Let me let me play this real quick. I found a world of freedom. Said I. <laughs> was that you for real? Is, is it I? Am a child. I'm yeah, I guess it was. That was for you. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Uh, she and I were singing together, so I, I think it sounded like me. It sounds like a, a, a choice I would make. <laughs> I am a I child of God. I had, to, I had to rewind it a couple of times. I'm like, oh, no. And I was looking at your mouth. I was like, was that actually him? That's funny. Yeah, she's doing it too. And then you, I was like, was that him for real? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I like to get, I like to go for the, for the, for the, the high pitch sometimes. Doesn't always work so well. That time it worked out. Sometimes it doesn't work out so well. <laughs> but it worked out on this one yeah but but then after that i was like okay this was another moment where i was just like praising and i was like yeah man there you go that's what i'm talking about that's the kind of worship i want to be a part of there you go because the uh, because the like the solo part came in right and uh 
getting into it. And then look, and then the second guy. I was like, what? And then I thought it was over, and then... <laughs> then the third guy comes in, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, my mind's blown right now. And then I was like, yes. That's what I'm talking about. And look, oh, look, all of you. And then look at that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> that was so fun man that was so fun that was in uh oregon uh there's a guy that was up there running for uh uh senate and my my friend art who uh he used to produce uh the grammy awards and the cma awards he's up there he's running uh working for his campaign and he brought me up there he put that whole show together with all those some musicians i brought from from town but then some of those guys from up there and they had they was at this church they did this whole it was like one of the probably the coolest concert i mean it was definitely the coolest concert that i've been ever been a part of to to play it was like another level it was like so so sick yeah yeah it was fun that's a that's a that's a we the kingdom song that actually all that kind of guitar idea came from their live performance they did that that kind of thing so he was like we should do this but, yeah, I mean, look at that. That looks cool. Hold on, let me see if I can show you. That room, you know, uh, have you heard of Iron Maiden? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about it, but I was like, dude, this is like Iron Maiden worship or something. Like, I love it. I That's love funny. It. Iron Maiden worship. That's great. I was like, this is cool. I love this. I got. It. I was getting into it, man, uh, last night. So. Right on. So you actually, when uh, just real quick though, because I, I didn't get to ask you back then. Um, yeah. When you when you were making the come out in Jesus name, the songs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, so you weren't scared, like, because you know you're like, oh, I gotta write like a whole album in two months. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know I was writing an album. I just I just knew that I was writing music for a movie, and I didn't know I didn't know what music because, like I said, I hadn't seen anything. The guys were on full crank, you know, crank it up to eleven speed. So I hadn't seen anything. I was just making stuff and sending stuff, trying to get a feel for like what they needed and what they wanted. And so I just had stockpiled a bunch of music. I didn't know it was going to be a soundtrack album. I just knew that there was going to be a soundtrack of whatever music made it into the film so i just thought maybe there'd be you know three or four songs or something um <clears throat> so that's why you weren't like freaked out because <laughs> if i guess if you knew you know like a whole album what oh yeah there's no uh, i mean although I, I i i'm definitely capable of working that fast but again it, it was extended to six months so i had more time and then the beautiful thing is because i i went to work uh, i've got a whole other album ready to go after this so that's the beauty of kind of the way that things worked is not knowing what was going to end up you know i just kind of 
cranking out a bunch of stuff now now i have uh you know this album and another ready to go so and uh, i'm gonna show your website so people can look you up yeah that's probably the best place to find me here it's jeffrey jeffrey it's jeffrey jocelyn dot earth yeah look check this out jeffrey (laughs) i'm one step ahead Look at that. Very cool. Jeffrey Jocelyn Daughter. This is the home screen. You can see the, the movie here. Then it's got his like Spotify music up here. It's actually got the whole um soundtrack, right? Yeah. See that. Yep. Oh, and even some some other ones. Too. It's got every it's got everything that I've ever done. Cause there's there's all these albums that I I used to go by Jeff with one F Jocelyn, yeah, and right. and then I changed it uh, after this kind of major life event that happened maybe we could talk about that another time but um yeah. so a lot of, a lot of people don't find that when they were just searching for me they don't find that other music so i put them all into one thing yeah, so it's good yeah. music guys you were missing out if you're missing it. oh yeah you do live streams too uh, weekly right you just yeah lately i've been doing live worship uh once a week just to um you know start the week off with something that that gets folks in the spirit and and hopefully ministers to folks all the prayers on there and stuff like that i'm hoping that'll grow into more uh kind of expand that into some other things prophetically or you know a, a kind of a prophetic show if you will with more uh guests and prayer time and that type of thing you know yeah i love it is there uh, anything else that you want to you know promote or anything coming up any, anything that you want people to know about no, we covered covered uh, everything. I think I really appreciate you thinking of me and having me on and chatting about stuff. And man, I was so excited you, to have you. I was like, yes, yeah. Yeah, you you definitely like uh, moving on the fly with all the different videos, and that's cool. I, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody do that, so that's cool. Oh yeah, hey, <laughs> I haven't actually done this a whole lot too, so I'm kind of like really learning like as I go. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate the appreciate you you know saying that. Yeah, man. But uh, also, I want to pray after. I want to pray over you. Are oh. you still um, going through like depression or? No, no, no. I've had a lot of victory. Uh, deliverance really uh, changed my life and my family's life. Like I, I used to struggle a lot with addiction and uh, depression, and really since then I've had a lot of freedom. You know, even as a believer, I've been a believer a lot of uh, since I was eight, but still, still struggled with addiction and. And I've had a lot of freedom since going through deliverance, and and uh, it just kind of, it also just, I think it just like catapults you into another. Well, also the Lord has just kind of like called us into a higher space of just like, if you if you want to walk in a a deeper level of anointing and gifting, you're gonna have to put aside you know things of this world or or just it's not so much putting aside as much as it is pressing into him and making that your focus level of your your increasing your level of intimacy with the lord and then in that comes the freedom and all the other stuff just kind of falls away you know what i mean it doesn't doesn't matter anymore it loses its power and and you begin to increase in faith and 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 relationship with the lord and you know you become a, a better friend a better friend of god you know yeah amen right <laughs> amen well uh I'll go, well i guess i'll just pray for you anyway um, please yeah you know your future and, please uh, please you know, for all that 
And Thank keep you. in mind, remember, I'm still kind of new <laughs> to doing, doing, doing all this. You're good, man. <clears throat> all right, dear Heavenly Father. I'm gonna, hold on, let me see. Where's my hand? <laughs> I was trying to get the hand on the, on the frame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for Jeffrey. Continue to be with him as, uh, and be a light to his path. Let an angel encamp around and protect him from the fiery darts of the enemy. Be there with him. Keep giving him uh, these signs. Uh, any struggles that he has in the future, um, just be, just be there with him. Uh, let the let your your voice be there in his heart, in his ears, in any way that you reach out to him. And uh, I pray over his family, his wife, his uh, two kid or his two uh, daughters. Uh, his, the dog, his dog, Spark, <laughs> um, his whole family, and, and you know his dad, his whole family, everybody. I pray over them. May they live long, and uh, share the the gospel to other people. Help reach the unsaved, and restore the lost. In uh, Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. yeah. Would you Would you mind if I uh, release a prayer over your listeners as well? Oh, yes, yeah, I just feel like uh, the Lord wants me to do that. So everybody uh, listening to this podcast, Father, anybody that doesn't know you, Lord, I just, I just pray that right now you would reveal yourself to them in such a heavy way, such a mighty, such a tangible way. It's like the room would just be filled with your presence, Father, in the same way we're like like Muslims in the Middle East are having direct encounters with the person of Jesus. Would you just walk into the room right now, Jesus? Be undeniable in the space that they're in. And anybody that does know you, Lord, maybe they're on the fence, Father, let just let your spirit fall. Let your spirit fall in such a mighty way. Let your Holy Ghost fire fall on them, Father. I just release the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost upon them right now, Father, that they would just walk in another level with you, Father. They would see you clearer, hear you clearer, and they would just uh, feel more connected in, in the nearness of your presence like they ever have, Father. And, uh, and, and Father, anybody struggling with depression right now, Father, I just break it off in Jesus' name. Any spirit of suicide, I cut you off now in Jesus' name. Anybody struggling with, with, with uh, feelings of uh, uh, sexual identity, Lord, or homosexuality, Father, I just I come against any spirit that would cause confusion in their mind, any anxiety, any any sort of <clears throat> uh, spirit of death, Father, that would try and bring them down. Any spirits of um, mind control, Father, it would just I just come against it now in the name of Jesus. It would just loose them, Father. You loose them. I command you, <clears throat> unclean spirits, to come out in the name of Jesus to come off them that they would walk in freedom, you would set the captives free in the name of Jesus, and that from this moment forward, this would mark a time in their lives that they'd be able to look back and say, there was that moment when I was set free, I felt the power of Jesus come on me and set me free, I felt the Holy Spirit, and there's no looking back. I felt that would, <clears throat> he would extend the call, Father, for this hour for them to rise up, for them to get on their knees and get before you and really press into you, Father, and that you would release assignments right now, <clears throat> assignments for your power, for your glory in their lives, for their for their their purpose for this hour, Father. And I pray for this dear this dear brother Giovanni. Thank you for his ministry. Thank you for thank you for his ministry. 
I just prophesy. I just see you. I see you. <clears throat> you're like a bridge between the church and the unchurched. You're like a bridge. You're like a. It's like a um, an easy bridge to walk across. Like your kindness, your kindness and your goodness and your gentleness is an easy approachable. Whereas like some people may not go to church or they may not want to deal with religion. Like you have such a lightness about you. It's like an easy. It's easy to walk across that bridge and to 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 receive the things of God, whereas before they might have seen it as weird or, or scary or uh, exclusive. But I just, I pray blessings. Father, just extend his reach, Lord, just extend his reach and uh, bring him uh, favor in this in this endeavor and just extend this, Father, out beyond this podcast. Give him more ideas, more influence. In Jesus' name, I, I just bless him for this time. And uh, we just ask all this in the, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I appreciate your time. We went two hours. <laughs> it's like a Joe Rogan style uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah. I knew it would be kind of long, man, because, you know, musicians, we talk, you know, deeper inside. But hey, you become, you've officially become one of Gio's amigos. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love that. <laughs> I wanted that to be a little signature. Aid. That's great. <laughs> With new people. Like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, well, I'll keep in touch. Please know, do. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah, please or, do. Or wherever. Yeah, please do. And uh, hey, man, love to come down to Texas if you ever need uh, some music down there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually working on two, like, two songs right now. But um, it's Very new cool. to me, Christian music, so yeah. Okay. Just check this. Ch just take the, what is it? They take the take the words "baby" and replace them with Jesus. You know, like I love you, baby. Just replace, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I'll be thinking about you. That smoothness. There you go. Yeah, I gotta have that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, All right, I'll man. Talk to you. I'll talk yeah. to you after. Thank you again for being be, here. Yeah, be blessed. You too. Bye. All right, here's the special prayer I talked about, and especially over the depression. So here we go. Heavenly Father, I pray over everyone who is listening to my voice right now. I want you to repeat after me. Depression, you have no hold on me. Depression leaves me now. I break depression in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I renounce depression. It leaves me now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you take this out of them and you fill them with your love, abundant love, that they forget that they even had depression in the first place. Depression leaves right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Fill them, Lord. Fill them, Lord. Fill them, Lord, with the love that you have for them. Holy Spirit, guide them. Fill them and guide them to their purpose and to their destiny. Wherever they go, you'll be, you'll be a voice that guides them in the right way. I pray abundant life over you, over your family, over your loved ones, and just over you. Be filled with God's amazing love. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Say with me, amen.